0: What's up guys, Nathan here, and today I want to talk about the five poker plays that you absolutely must stop making. These are some of the biggest mistakes that I see amateurs in particular consistently making at the poker tables that ends up costing them a lot of money, so let's jump right into it. All right, so bad dodgy poker play. Number one is going to be flatting preflop with aces, pocket aces, pocket rockets, everybody's favorite hand, and it's okay to get tricky with this hand. sometimes guys, but as I've stated many times in these videos here, by the way, make sure you guys have subscribed so you never miss my new videos. It is the best play possible in small stakes games in particular to just play this hand in the most straightforward manner possible and let your opponents overthink the situations. So basically what I mean here is that you need a clear reason in order to get tricky. You should be able to say to yourself, for example, there is a loose and aggressive player left to act in the blind that has a very, very high squeeze percentage. That means, you know, somebody raised you flat and then they three bet from the blinds. There's a clear line of reasoning for why we should potentially flat a huge hand like pocket aces in a situation like that. But guys in, 99% of situations at the lower stakes games against passive players, the best thing you can do is just play the hand in the most straightforward manner. So for example, you raise up two red aces from the button and one of these lag loose and aggressive players three bets you from the big blind. Well, there's nothing else to do here because we raise preflop we should simply be four betting here, guys, and that means making the re-raise once again. Typically a raise uh, pre-flop's gonna be about to 2.5 blinds or so. His three bet is going to be, or her, is going to be to about, say, nine big blinds or so. You should go ahead and make your four bet here to around 22, 23 big blinds or so, which in online poker and live poker, typically starting sacks and cash games are around 100 big blinds. So this draws a clear line in the sand and says, hey, I'm serious. We're playing for snacks right now. If you want to call here, it's gonna be expensive for you. And what do most players do at the smaller stakes, which 90% of people play? they make loose calls free flop and make large fundamental mistakes so guys give them that opportunity to make the big mistake here don't get tricky just because you saw phil helmuth do it on tv one time against daniel Negreanu. guys those are million dollar games with world-class professionals that same kind of logic does not apply in your one dollar two dollar game at the casino your ten dollar buy-in tournament hundred dollar buy-in tournament so guys keep it simple with big hands like that let's move on to questionable poker play number two and that is Jeff calling with a big draw. Guys, you should always be re-raising your monster draws. And by monster draw, I define that as a hand that has 12 outs or more. Now, hopefully you guys know an out in poker is a card in the deck that can give you the best hand. By the way, if you guys have trouble playing your flush draws, straight draws, I have dozens of examples for you in my brand new Black Rain 79 Elite Poker Training University. 17 plus hours of advanced poker strategy to help you start crushing your low stakes games there will be links in the description below you can enroll today but anyways getting back to this there are many many reasons why guys you want to play your monster draws quickly number one is you always want to have an aggressive image in poker because it helps you get paid off in situations later on when say you have three of a kind or you flop a full house or something and you want people to give you that action if you never get in there and get aggressive people are always going to assume that when you finally do make a raise you've got the total nuts so we want to have that balance in the game point number two is these monster draws as i'm going to discuss in a second here are typically at least a coin flipper better even against a top pair hand so guys If you have 12 outs or more, and especially if you've got like 15 out, we're going to talk about a 15 out draw right now. I think it's 15 outs. That draw versus top pair here is 56, 57% to win. I already did the math on that. You are a favorite. Let's talk about the hand right here. You raise up ace of diamonds, nine of diamonds on the button, and a tight and aggressive player calls you in the big blind. Flop comes down with the 10 of diamonds, seven of spades, and four of diamonds. Monster, monster flop. Let's talk about our equity in this spot and why this is a monster draw we have both flush draws and straight draws on this board so there are 13 diamonds in the deck just like there's 13 spades and and so on so there's two on the board there's two in our hand that means there's nine more diamonds in the deck so we have nine outs there but we also have the open-ended straight draw on this board so any jack or six would also give us the straight now that counts for eight outs because there's four remaining jacks in the deck and there's four remaining sixes in the deck but we don't want to double count the jack of diamonds and the six of diamonds. So we'll remove those two. Six outs plus the nine. That's a 15 out draw, guys. Like I said, if this player has a hand like king 10, ace 10, we are around 56, 57% to win against that hand. We are the favorite and if they don't have a pair here if this player does lead out on this board here if this player has say like ace king or ace queen that means that our eight and nine are also live meaning that we have upwards of 20 outs guys and this is why it is an absolutely imperative that you raise in this situation here guys when you have a monster draw like this you literally can never go wrong with raising If you want to try to get more aggression in your game always do it in situations like this just raise them right away because you know even if you get called, you've got every way possible on the turn or river. To win the hand, let's move on to questionable poker play number three, which is missing clear value bets on the river. Guys, missing value bets on the river, by the way, a value bet is when you make a bet in poker when you have a strong belief that you have the best hand. Now, the reason why missing value bets on the river is such a catastrophic disaster for your long-term win rate is because pot sizes on the river on average are the highest. The bet sizes increase throughout the stage of the poker hand so obviously on the final street which the river is the pot size is going to be the biggest. So if you miss even a five big blind bet on the river that they would have called or 10 big blinds on the river this is an utter disaster for your long-term results because most people in today's games they only win like the biggest winners actually are like five big blinds per 100 online and even even in live games where it's measured in big blinds per hour so it's a little bit different but usually not too many people are winning more than five or ten big blinds per hour these days so guys if you routinely miss a clear river value bet and I'm gonna walk you through one in a second here you it literally can take you from being one of the top winners in the game to just a break even player just want to get that across to you how utterly important this is so let's look at an example here you raise up two black nines and the river comes down with a king of hearts seven of diamonds diamonds. diamonds eight of clubs ten of hearts and four of diamonds I'm not going to bother going through the pre-flop flop flop, turn stuff let's just imagine we're on the river here we're up against a recreational player one of our fishy friends they check on this board guys please please just make a small value bet in this situation say the pot is fifty dollars make a bet of twenty five dollars I talk about this in great detail in my second book modern small stakes about how you want to often size down in a river situation like this where you have the third best pair available because it's going to be difficult for our opponent here to call us with a worse hand we're trying to get this player to call us with a four with a seven and so on pocket six is something like that so guys please in these situations where you think there is a decent chance especially against a recreational player on the river here do not check behind it is a massive massive statistical disaster for you to miss five big blinds 10 big blinds in a situation like this just bet a small amount in this spot try to get this player to call you down with ace high or something like that guys don't miss this get the value bets in here all right so bad poker play questionable poker play number four playing in terrible poker games guys this is something that i've mentioned ad nauseum on this channel on my blog and elsewhere in my books everything poker is a game played between people guys we need to always always remember this at the end of the day while the house does take a fixed percentage called the rake You are not actually in direct competition with the house because it is a fixed amount that they take out of each pot in a cash game or buy in in a tournament. So your main opponents are other people. So therefore, your results at the poker table will, of course, always be in direct correlation with who you choose to play against. So you need to choose wisely. There should always, always be a clear recreational player at the poker table, what I call Our fishy friends. If you play online poker, you can just use a HUD like Poker Tracker. I'll have links to that in the description below, and it'll tell you right on your screen who your fishy friends are. In terms of numbers, I look for VPIP of 40% or more. It's just a fancy term in Poker Tracker for the percentage of hands that somebody plays. If they're playing more than 40% of their hands, they're a recreational player. If you play live poker, obviously it's a little bit different. You can't run a HUD on on a live table that I'm aware of yet, but you can just use your observational skills, guys, and look around the table, see who is limping into the pot a lot. Limping means just calling the blind preflop. See who's, you know, calling down to the river, playing all sorts of bad hands. That's the recreational player right there. You always, always want to have one of those players at your table, guys. There's no conceivable reason why you need to get your ego involved in this game like 90% of people do and routinely choose to sit down in bad poker games. Guys, it's a gameplay between people. The results that you're going to get on this game are based on your choices with who you choose to play against once again choose wisely moving on to my final bad questionable poker play which is playing in the wrong poker format guys what you need to ask yourselves especially you guys or girls who are new to the game is ask yourself what are your goals in this game i find that a lot of people end up playing the wrong format because they see their you know favorite hero on youtube or tv or whatever playing you know tournaments or something when they're more suited for cash games or they try sit and goes because somebody told them there's a a lot of money in that. Guys, you really need to ask yourself, what are your goals? What are you really after in this game? Do you prefer sort of the long-term slow profit grind of cash games where you get a lot of consistent small wins or do you prefer the big score of the tournament where you know you win once a month, once every six months, you win a big score, you win the tournament, you get to the final table, and then it's followed by weeks and weeks on end of slow losing, which is how it works in tournaments. And finally, you need to ask yourself, what are your long-term plans in this game? Is this game just a hobby for you? I'm guessing since you're watching a video like this, probably not. So you need to ask yourself, are you looking to make a semi-professional income from this game one day? Or even play the game as a full-time professional as I have done myself? Because that is also going to heavily impact the games that you choose to play. I have often chose to play cash games as a professional with tournaments just on the side because cash games offer me much more time flexibility. As a professional poker player, I don't want to be chained to my chair all day. I also live in Asia and I don't want to be up in the middle of the night all the time. I want to be able to play at normal times. I want to be able to get up and go when I want. And also, I feel that cash games fit my personality better and work for me the best. You also need to ask yourself, do you like Six Max? Do you like Heads Up? Do you like Full Ring? These games all have different strategies to beat them. Guys, the biggest lesson is make sure you try every single poker game before you start playing play some sit and goes play some spin and goes play some pot limit omaha play some cash games play some tournaments play some raz play some chinese poker play it all guys try it out play heads up see if you like that and find out which game works for you because that's going to keep you motivated to continue playing to continue studying getting better improving and finally getting the real and consistent results that you deserve at the poker table hey guys i hope you enjoyed this poker podcast episode if you want to know my complete strategy for beating small and mid-stakes poker games, make sure you go grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that's available on my website at blackrain79.com. And also make sure you hit like and subscribe here to the podcast as I'm putting out new episodes every single week to help you guys quickly get beating your poker games. I wish you guys all the best at the poker tables. I'll catch you next week. This has been Nathan Williams with blackrain79.com.